Hello and welcome to the San Jose State University School of Library and Information Science Career Colloquy Session. This is Jill Cleese and I am the Swiss Career Center Consultant and I'd like to thank you for joining us tonight. We have a great session ahead of us. We have the pleasure of having three representatives from Credo Reference, one of whom is a Swiss alumnus to talk about the company, the culture, some internship opportunities, specifically virtual internships, which I'm really excited to hear about, hiring tips, and we'll hear how this one person made the transition from being an intern to a full-time employee. This session will be one hour. We will hold, or please do hold your questions until the last 15 minutes, and we will open it up at that time for Q&A. And then do please keep the dialogue in the chat box to a minimum as well so that we're not distracting for our speakers. Uh, the session will be recorded and it will be made available on the Swiss Colloquia page. So Sarah Ortens, HR Coordinator for Credo Reference, is going to start us off. So go ahead and take it away, Sarah. Hi everyone, this is Sarah Ortens at Credo. This is my first experience using Collaborate for um, a presentation, so bear with me. Um, I believe you can hear me okay. If you can't, feel free uh, to put something in the chat, but if you would hold your questions until the end, I do think that that would be most helpful to us. So we're happy to be here on behalf of John and Laura and myself. Thank you for having us. We are more than happy to spend this time sharing our experience as an employer. Um, and if there's anything we can offer you in terms of hiring tips or the opportunities that we offer at Credo, we are more than happy to do so. I always like to have faces to names, so I thought I'd put some photos of us up here. Uh, again, my name is Sarah. I work in HR at Credo. You're going to hear from John right after I speak and then Laura will finish us off at the end. I wanted to give you some sense of what all of us are going to be covering. I'm going to just talk a little bit about who we are as a company. Um, because I don't know uh, all of your familiarity with Credo, I am sort of going to start off from as if you don't know much at all about us, which um, probably isn't the case, at least I'm hoping that isn't the case. Talk a little bit about what our culture is like at Credo, what it's like to work there. Uh, talk about our specific internship program that we have. Give you some general hiring tips. This is a very um, you know, it's just sort of my opinions, but I'm hoping that they can be valuable to you. In addition to how we generally work our virtual internships, and John will talk a little bit, a little bit more about that too. Uh, so this is this is generally going to be the agenda for the next 45 minutes or so. So who we are as a company. Um, as I said, I don't know what you know about Credo. Um, I put our mission up here, and I don't really want to read it word for word, but I did highlight a few important things. Um, so we, our goal is to deliver content, tools, and services to help learners gain the skills they need to thrive in our economy. Um, it's pretty broad and general, and it's a huge mission and one that we're very passionate about. Um, we really just are, are doing everything we can to partner with libraries in order to help them do more and to help people learn how to learn. Um, so I think, you know, as a company we acknowledge that there's more information out there to be accessed and some people might think that it means research is easier to do, but it's actually really the opposite. I think re doing research is just much harder for students. Um, and we just have a passion for um, keeping libraries relevant and partnering with librarians uh, to help them thrive and to help students get access to uh, authoritative information. 
So this just shows sort of our commitment to really put the pieces of the puzzle together in terms of um, the web and faculty, the library, and ultimately the user. So our goal is to try to serve everyone as well as we can um, and to help partner with everyone to, to achieve our mission. So here's just some basic facts about us. My hope is it gives you some sense of how big we are, um, where we came from, and what we sell. So I'm going to go over these. Um, we are located in Boston. Uh, we have about uh, 50 or so employees. This includes uh, permanent full-time staff. Some of that staff uh, resides in Boston. Um, and I would say half of that staff works remotely um, throughout the country with a few employees in the UK. We also have part-time employees, and we have some offshore developers, I believe in Croatia and Russia, who work on our platform. We currently have seven interns who work at Credo. Three are in the office, and uh, those are people who work on a variety of things, marketing, um, um, uh, we just have people who come from many different backgrounds to help us, not just library science background. Currently, we have four students who are what we call virtual. I believe three of those students are SJSU and one is Syracuse. Um, so those tend to change every semester, not always the case. Some people stick around because they're having so much fun. Um, and, some, and, and a lot of the time, it's a semester-long um, agreement that they work for us. In terms of our name, you, I, some of you may have known us as XREFER. That's how it's pronounced, although many people had some difficulty with that name. That was launched in 1999. In 2007, we decided to undergo the huge task of rebranding ourselves. Uh, we did that for a variety of reasons. People couldn't remember how to say our name. We came at the end of list because, the, you know, alphabetically we were at the end. Um, it just wasn't memorable um, of a name for people. So we decided to call ourselves Credo, which means I believe um, there's no turning back. We love our new name. Um, we, we've grown so much um, over the past few years. I think it was a real turning point for Credo. In terms of our customers, um, this data here is, you know, I just want to say maybe, maybe a few months old, but I don't think it's going to be, you know, too, too different. We have over 2,000 customers. About half of them are academic four-year colleges and universities, so that is our main market. Um, about a quarter are from community colleges, and then we have some in public libraries, a small percentage in schools, and then government and other agencies. So it is, you know, four-year colleges and colleges and universities are our main market, although we are actively pursuing public libraries in addition to getting, um, thinking more about the needs for K to 12. We sell over 1,500 reference titles, and that spans uh, many different publishers. Um, I think it's probably over 80 at this point, um, and we sell what we started off as selling as a company, which was our Credo General Reference product. And in addition to that, we now offer subject collections, which sort of span many different publishers. We also offer publisher collections, which are many different subjects, but just by publisher. And then our latest service is called Literati by Credo. And that's something that I think you'll hear a little bit, little bit more from John about when he's, um, when he's up. So I hope that's helpful to give you a sense of who we are and where we are and how many of us there are. I wanted to put this up here. This is, I guess, a pretty good um, description of our values at Credo. Um, it's something that we pay very close attention to. Uh, I think many of the companies 
who thrive and who are a place everyone wants to work and it just shows everyone that they see, um, pay very close attention to their values. It doesn't just organically happen that they're a great place to work, but people spend time and energy thinking about what does make them a great place to work. So these five are kind of front and center in what we all believe. We really do feel in serving all our constituents as equally as possible, whether that be our employees, our shareholders, our management team, our customers, librarians, our publishers, anyone who has a stake in the game. We try to do our best to serve them equally. In addition to the society that we live in, we often do community service projects um, because we, we all, it, it's sort of, you can kind of feel it around Credo, it's kind of everyone has this passion for service. We're always, always exploring all that is, all that is possible. Um, opportunities are always either knocking at our door or we're seeking them out, trying to decide if it's a direction that we want to take. So we're always asking questions and trying to answer questions. We really own what we do, whether that's as an individual employee or as a team. Um, it's, really, it's really important that, that everyone uh, owns not just our tasks, but just what we feel passionate about in terms of Credo and where we're going as a company. And we do acknowledge that we need each other and we need to listen to each other. If we do expect to succeed, um, you know, we're, we're still relatively small, although we're growing um, at an incredible rate, which is so exciting to be a part of. Um, but we, we acknowledge that um, it's not just one of us who's getting there, it's all of us. And the last one is just a little bit of fun thrown in that we take our work quite seriously, but not always ourselves. So we, although we work incredibly hard, I do hope that we also like to throw in a lot, a lot of fun along the way. So our internship program, about a year and a half ago, I believe, um, I kind of created a much more formal internship program at Credo. Uh, and I think what, what I've discovered since, since that's been launched and we've had more interns joining us and working with us is that you will not be either making coffee or fetching coffee, you will not be falling asleep, and you will probably not be making piles of photocopies. I think this type of model for internships is really becoming uh, just old and just not, not happening. I hope it's not happening out there. Um, you know, you will work on projects that make a difference. And that is, and I think you're going to hear from Laura that that I'm hoping has happened in her experience and continues to happen with the interns that we have. You will be challenged. It's not an internship where we will give you mindless, meaningless work. At Credo, there's really no such thing. We're growing fast, we value everyone, and all the work that we give is, is important. Um, you will help us solve problems and think creatively, um, and you will be appreciated. So I just, my point here is to get across that I do think the people who have interned at Credo um, have learned something along the way, have felt like they've made a difference. Um, I think we've had about a dozen San Jose State University interns um, work with us over the past few years. Every semester we usually uh, recruit and bring a few more onto the team. In addition, we've had a few from other library science schools, Simmons here in Boston, and a few other places that have also contributed um, as interns. 
So here's a few things about our internship program. All of our internships are paid, even if you receive credit. From what I understand, I think that companies run the gamut. I think some are paid like ours, and I think some are not, especially if credit's given. It's just our thought that um, we value the work that you do, and whether or not you see credit or don't, some people just do an internship for the experience, not just for the school credit. Um, you will be paid for your, your time and energy. We do employ interns in a variety of different subjects, not just library science, it's many other um, areas that we look for people. We're open to a flexible schedule, um, especially having people virtual. Uh, John Schaller helps to come up with a schedule that works well with both having a little bit of time when, when people are working at Credo in the office, but then a lot of that time could also be in hours that work well for you. As I said, you do not need to be in the Boston area. Many, many of our SJSU interns have been um, in California. And I think it's been, it still worked well even though they're not here. I think because our, our general staff is not all in Boston, we know how to work well with people who are remote. We understand that. We work hard to make sure that those relationships are formed as best as possible. And um, it's, not, it's not new to us to have people working virtually. As I said, some interns stay on for just one semester in terms of your school calendar and some people for more. The other thing that's important for you to know is that you will, you will receive feedback on your performance. Now, this doesn't mean the final evaluation that you'll receive if you're doing this for credit um, at your school. What we have is a pretty formal process um, where about six weeks in, to your internship at Credo, um, your supervisor, who you know right now that's John Schaller, he will fill out an evaluation on you, um, give you some things you're doing really, really well, um, what we call opportunity areas, not even necessarily that you aren't doing well or need any help on, but things that you might want to think about learning more about or getting more involved in. And we have a face-to-face -face meeting with your supervisor, myself, and the intern. And we just it's just a way to take a step back, make sure the internship is working for us, make sure the internship is working for all of you, answer any questions you have. And I think I found that just about, I think all of our interns have really appreciated um, us, you know, putting down our pens and our, and our mouse and just sort of talking through how it's going. As I, as I also said, you will work hard. We will rely on you for tasks. You will help us problem solve. And I think you'll also have a lot of fun along the way. So, this slide is definitely my an opinion. I know there's so many opinions about what to do, what not to do when you're either finding a job or an internship. These things just kind of were front in my mind. So I thought I'd take the risk of sharing them. Um, the first is pay close attention to your resume. I know people probably tell you that over and over again, whether it's your career services or professors or adults in your life, but it really makes a difference. There's nothing like getting a resume, and I look at it, and within 30 seconds, I see spelling errors or just formatting things that don't make sense or mistakes. Pay very close attention to those things because, you know, HR folks like myself will notice them. In a lot of the cases, it just means your resume won't, it just, the process won't go any further. Um, uh, be enthusiastic. There's not, we want people to be excited about interning, but then there's that sort of <laughs> gentle balance of being, a, being enthusiastic without being uh, just, I, I, I'm using the word overbearing, kind of a in your face, look how great I am, or why aren't you calling me back, or um, just respect the process. We get a lot of resumes, and we do our very best to quickly get through them and get back to you, um, but it's not, it, it's, it's difficult, and um, you know, if we say that we'll get 
back to you, and, and if we don't, please follow up. But just, just try to walk that careful line of following up without constant phone calls or emails, um, because that can also be a bit off-putting. Always follow up after an interview. I still have people who do this, whether or not they're for internships or full-time jobs. A simple thank you to the people who you spent time with that a, you know, a day after the interview um, is, is just something that you just do. It, you, you just should do it no matter what job it is, no matter who you spoke with. It's just a courtesy, and I do notice when people don't do it. Be willing to help in anywhere that you're needed. Um, you know, we, we generally, when we have our interns, we generally have a variety of tasks we need help with. Um, and so the people who succeed and do well are people who say, sure, I'll help with that, and I'll help with that. And this is also what I'd like to do. And we would say, great, help us with this, and then we'll love for you to work on this. I mean, we, we try to work together so that our tasks get done in addition to addressing things that you might want to learn. So just be willing and open. Um, be a good, strong communicator, especially if you're virtual. So understand or talk to your supervisor about, about how often to check in. Um, um, you know, just, you know, good, solid, uh, straightforward emails that make sense. Um, so my last thing is, these are just adjectives that I feel like characterize a lot of the interns we have that do really well. Be smart, interesting, humble, and positive. Um, I'm hoping that those resonate with a lot of you. How do they work? Well, we do a variety of things in order to um, make sure that we're keeping in touch. Skype is, is sort of a constant way for us to be communicating. Use of GoToMeeting to have conference calls, uh, phone, email. We use Google Docs, so that's our way to share files um, with each other. Constant check-ins with your supervisor, both daily and weekly. Um, we do include our interns in company meetings. We want you to come and listen in. We want you to understand who we are as a company, so that's oh, that invitation is always there. And when we can, we have intern roundtables, so all of our virtual interns can meet our Boston interns. And we usually invite um, someone from the management team to come and answer questions from the interns. And I think I've, I've really only heard positive things about that. It just gives them another uh, viewpoint of what it's like to be at Credo. Okay, I am all done. I'm going to pass it over to John. And I would, again, jot down any questions you have, and we're happy to entertain those at the end. Okay, good evening everyone. Um, my name is John Schaller and uh, I am the uh, supervisor of our team of customer solutions interns here at Credo. And um, basically what, what our team does is we really are focused on uh, information literacy and information literacy instruction. Um, we use um, one of, one of Credo's uh, products is called Literati and um, part of that part of the platform is uh, providing information literacy tools and services to our customers. And um, so uh, our customer solutions team works with librarians directly to produce content that aligns with their goals with both information literacy instruction and library promotion. Now, for, the in, for, for our interns, this means that they're involved directly with the final product. So it's a really great opportunity for them to learn about, you know, how information literacy instruction happens in the real world, to gain knowledge about software and, and other tools that are used in, in the e-learning sphere. And also it's a chance to, you know, work as part of a team where you can uh, interact with, you know, 
not only other interns, but Credo employees. And it's a really positive, collaborative atmosphere. We all are working together towards that same goal of promoting information literacy. So right now, um, we have four virtual interns and, um, on the Customer Solutions team, and they all live in California. Um, I myself am based in West Virginia. Um, we have uh, Laura Warren, who's on the call. She's a former um, SLIS intern, and she's based in Richmond, Virginia. And then we also have a, another Customer Solutions team member in Maine. So we're all over the country. And you might think, well, well how do you work together when you're so far apart? Well, we've learned to communicate virtually together very, very well. And we do use um, a couple different pieces of software to do that. Um, one of the things that we use is Skype. We use the instant messaging feature of Skype to communicate um, all the time. Um, and then, you know, if there's something that we need to talk about verbally, you know, it's just easy to just click on the call button and then boom, you're talking to somebody instead of typing. So um, between the communication on Skype with instant messaging and speaking, uh, you can really, you know, have a great chance to communicate exactly what you're trying to get across to your coworkers. In addition to that, we conduct group meetings through GoToMeeting. Uh, GoToMeeting is a web conferencing platform that allows um, uh, uh, multiple people to, to get together and speak and also share screens. Um, Skype also has a sharing screens feature, but um, you tend to get what you pay for, and since Skype is free, there's sometimes a delay in sharing a screen, and so we use GoToMeeting to help facilitate that, and it's also uh, very high resolution, so if you're trying to teach someone about how to use a piece of software, if you're trying to, to show someone what you want to accomplish, using GoToMeeting is very helpful for that. And then finally, um, we work together using JIRA. And JIRA is a piece of uh, project management software that's in the cloud. And we use this software to track special projects. So, um, you know, right now there are over 550 libraries that are using Literati. So that's a lot of customers. And, you know, all of these customers have special projects that we're working on, whether it's videos or tutorials or other things. And it can be really, really difficult to keep track of who's doing what and, you know, how things are getting done. And JIRA really allows us to see exactly who's working on what, what stage of the project that they're in, and if they need any help. So between these three pieces of software, um, we're able to really do an effective job of communicating with each other. And um, the intern team um, is, is really, really effective in, in using these three pieces of software. So what are the things that the customer solutions interns work on? Well, this, these are just three examples. So, um, you know, we use a piece of software called Adobe Captivate to create a lot of our instructional material. Um, we are, we, um, the interns work with our lead instructional designer, Laura Warren, um, to collaborate and create these pieces of instructional content based on the wishes of the librarian. So, you know, these days, um, library staff is underfunded, understaffed, but overworked. They're, they're, they're asked to do more instruction, especially in the academic space than ever before. And so where Literati succeeds is we're able to go in and help those librarians with all of the special projects that they, they need us to do for information literacy instruction. 
Um, we're also working on um, getting a new piece of software called SoftChalk that can help do kind of more text-heavy modules. So between Captivate and SoftChalk, we'll really be able to run the gambit of, you know, these e-learning materials. Um, we also, um, interns also use Credo's reference content to create libguides and subject guides based on customer requests. So, um, you know, every subscription to Literati comes with over 600 full-text e-reference books. And a lot of times, to comply with faculty requests, um, you know, librarians will come to us and say, you know, we have an art professor that, that wants a libguide on 17th century French art. And so we're able to go in with Credo's content and put together libguides, which are basically just kind of very visually appealing collections of links that then can be copied over to that school's libguide account and then given to the faculty member for inclusion on um, their learning management system like Blackboard or to be sent out in an email or put on a departmental web page. And then finally, uh, interns are instrumental in helping develop brand new ideas and researching new technology that we can implement in, in making our service even better to librarians. Um, you know, our interns are the ones that have come up with the most of the innovations that have happened in since the launch of Literati last year. Um, and that's something that, that I'm personally very thankful for. And we've been very lucky to have such a, a great team of forward-thinking interns that continue to innovate. And uh, that, that trend continues today. Okay, well, that's the end of my part. So I'm going to turn it over to Laura. Great, thank you, John. And I just wanted to start by saying I'm so happy to be back in an SJSU Collaborate session because I had these all the time when I was um, doing my studies and then I finished and now I kind of miss it. And it's also really nice to see um, and recognize some names of the people who are here in the room, um, people I've worked with for some of my classes and, and things like that. So I'm really happy to be here and to share some of my experience with you. And for those who I haven't really spoken to, I just wanted to start out with kind of um, background on my experience with Credo um, as an intern and now as a full-time employee so that you kind of get the idea of um, how I got to where I am with Credo today. So um, as you can see on your screen, I just wanted to do kind of a, a timeline to show you um, where I started and then um, where I am now. So starting with uh, spring 2011, which is my second semester at SJSU, I, um, I started to think about how Having a distance learning program is really great if you have a full-time job or you have um, family responsibilities or other things that you really need to focus on um, and need to work on, and so you need to work on your own time for your studies. But I also realized that I needed something with hands-on experience, something to put on my resume so that uh, those employers that I would start talking to soon would understand that I not only have that course knowledge and that experience from the projects that I've completed in my studies, but I also know how life, um, how, how uh, our list studies really work in, in the real library life. And so I actually just started kind of perusing the um, SGSU database. I expected to find a lot of California-based internships that would not be remote. I was actually very surprised about the number of remote opportunities that there were, and so I, I looked into it a little more. And um, actually, the first remote internship that I applied to and was accepted for was one with Dubai Women's College for um, an instructional development um, 
coordinator position um, as an intern. And so um, I was really excited about that because I had kind of been on the instructional development track throughout my, my first and second semesters, and I was still trying to figure out where exactly I wanted to go with my um, with my studies and what type of library I wanted to work on then, and I'm sure that all resonates with all of you since you're, you're probably figuring that out for yourselves as well. Um, so I, I was hired for the Dubai Women's College internship, and when I actually attended the orientation, the online orientation session, um, the uh, facilitator for that orientation mentioned that they had a few new positions that had just been added to the SGSU SLIS internship database and that actually some of them were paid and uh, on the East Coast and remote and so I was rather intrigued by that as you all are since you're here and so I went and I found the credo um, position listing and I was um, really interested and I applied and um, just realized that, that that's, there was a lot of potential there for um, getting hands-on experience and my fingers were crossed then also maybe a job opportunity which turned out very well for me um, but that, that's kind of what got me started with um, the Credo um, internship and remote internships in general, just realizing that you need that experience on um, your resume in order to really go anywhere with the degree that we got. So um, that kind of gets us here to the third part, um, where I went through the interview process. I, I had the, the phone call with Sarah where she um, spoke to me about what it was I wanted to do, how I could contribute, what I was looking for in a company, everything like that. Um, and then uh, it, it went well. Um, to, to speak for Sarah, I don't know. Um, it went well because I began as the library starting intern in summer of 2011. And so I started over the summer thinking I would just have kind of a short internship since the summer semester is kind of shorter um, uh, than the fall or spring semesters. And then I enjoyed it so much and enjoyed my coworkers and just the unique experience of having remote, having a remote internship and using those tools that John was mentioning and um, being with such an innovative co company that really focuses on what you can contribute even as an intern that um, I luckily was able to continue on through the fall and, and I added um, I added some work to my, um, <clears throat> I added some to my title, and then I also added some different work to what I was doing on a daily basis, and added uh, a few more hours. And I'll speak about the specifics of what the work is in just a moment. I'm just going to um, continue through here. So then um, that went well as well. So I continued as the library serving intern and as an information literacy intern, um, or a customer solutions, as John was calling it, in spring 2012. And then that was my last semester, and I was very fortunately offered a full-time position at the end of my last semester, so I became a full-time solutions associate on John's team and um, continue as the library thriving coordinator um, today, starting in fall 2012. So that's just kind of a, a general overview of my experience from intern to full-time employee, and I was continuing my studies as I went from um, the first internship to the next to the next part of it to the next part of it, and really kind of narrowing down what I wanted my general focus to be in libraries, and then also kind of figuring out what it was I did best and how I best contributed to Credo as well. Okay, so this was just kind of an overview of the intern tasks, and John kind of touched on this um, in his uh, his talk, but um, I just wanted to kind of tell you a little about um, what, what we really do as interns, since it really gives you an opportunity to make use of 
anything and everything that you're using or that you're learning in your classes and that you're doing with projects. And I've actually just shared a URL for a Credo topic page in the chat box because um, the first intern task that I'll, I'll point out is topic page editing. And so what Credo topic pages are kind of like scholarly Wikipedia articles, and um, there are algorithms that help to take all of that reference content and, and put it into that format that's so user-friendly and, and great for students, but um, as an intern and as a library science intern, Credo really respects and appreciates what we bring to the table as far as information organization. And so a lot of what I was doing for um, my internship was helping to organize this online reference content so that it um, was easy for students to access. And that includes making sure that the topic pages, um, the example being the one that I put in the chat box, were up to our standards and um, organized and um, authoritative and everything like that. So that's just one example of some of the work that we did to kind of use our information organization um, skills. And actually, that makes me also think of um, how relevant this work in this project specifically was to my ePortfolio. Um, so as I, as I was working through my first, even my first part of my Credo internship, I would um, take notes and be saving everything um, to a folder for my ePortfolio because I could definitely tell how that worked with competencies. So if that's something you're thinking about and that's why you're interested in a remote um, internship but you're not sure if you'll be able to have the evidence that comes out of it, you definitely can. Um, my my ePortfolio is pretty full of work I've done for Credo, so um, yes. All right, now moving on, um, we've got organizational projects, and again, that's just bringing what you study as a librarian or as a library student um, to this great collection of reference information that Credo has. And so um, one example of an organizational project was taking all of the Credo reference um, books, that they're full text reference books, and assigning um, Library of Congress subject headings to them so that they are easy to access and so that librarians um, trust the system that they're organized by and can easily use them as they would any of their physical books that they have in their collection. And so, again, that's just another opportunity where Credo really uses your skills as a librarian or as a library student um, rather than saying, go make a copy or go, go find some copy or something like that. Um, they really just give you a chance to apply things that you're learning in school outside of school. And so just moving along, we've got um, social media contributions. And I think this was really interesting and important. And as the courses that SJSU offers change, and um, many of them do focus on the, the social library and library social presences, it was interesting to see this perspective of um, kind of marketing for Credo or for Literati. Um, but in a way that markets to librarians. And so it was interesting to be on, on this side of it and be able to kind of know what librarians are looking for and what they're interested in, and then also work with kind of giving the company a social, social presence. And so um, if you're interested in kind of the business aspect of the library profession and um, library vendors and that sort of thing, you get an opportunity to explore that as well. And then um, my next bullet point here is Library Thriving Organization, and I will share that URL in the chat box as well. And what Library, Th library Thriving is, was actually what um, brought me to the company to begin with. It's an online, or an online community for collaboration around e-resource innovation and information literacy promotion. And so basically, when I first started as an intern, I was working with my supervisor, Jackie Records, and 
kind of um, following up with librarians, getting a chance to really talk to lots of different librarians from all over the world and, and um, to help facilitate online editor-led discussions, help to organize online seminars, um, helping to do any projects related to e-resource innovation and information literacy promotion that librarians were interested in. So even if it's conducting a survey for the vice chancellor of South University's libraries or um, things like that. And so that was really an exciting part of my work when I first began as an intern because I didn't have so many contacts in the library world. So I had the people who I'd met um, at my local Virginia Library Association meetings or things like that, and then the people that I had known through um, school and um, people I had met online, but I didn't really have such a wide network, and so that really allowed me to both network and um, kind of get a feel for what's really going on in the library world um, and to also get some opportunity to organize and moderate online sessions and apply some of the skills that I had from my remote schooling to um, a work environment. So that's uh, another exciting part of um, the internship. And then finally, we have multimedia instructional material creation. And John really touched on this because um, we work with Adobe Captivate or Soft Chalk and um, even Jing to make screencasts and, and just instructional um, su support materials for librarians to use in their information literacy sessions. And so as an intern, um, John and, and his colleagues would meet with the librarians and find out what it was that they really needed help with, what they wanted us to create to really support their instruction. And then he would come in and give the library science interns the opportunity to create these materials that are being used with students. And so um, here I was able to apply the skills that I was learning in my instructional development classes and um, I particularly I, I was taking a Michelle Simmons class on information literacy instruction during one of my semesters and it was just really great to have the opportunity in her class to make this project of oh plan a library instruction session just um, pretend that you're planning it and this is how long it is and uh, create instructional materials for it and then to actually go to work and, and say, hey, John, I actually just created something on this for my class. Maybe we could apply that here. And so, of course, he's always happy and open to accepting that. So it was just really great to have the opportunity to really take things from the classroom to the work um, environment. So. Those are just a few examples, and my mouth is getting dry because I'm getting too excited. Um, okay, and now, so from intern tasks to full-time employee tasks, then you'll probably notice that the text didn't change there, and that's because really as an intern, you're you're doing a lot of the same things that you would do as a full-time employee, and you're really just working to figure out your specialization and to figure out where you can contribute best and to come up with ideas and to innovate and then to figure out where it is you can really help lead the company um, if you were to become a full-time employee. And so I feel like really as an intern, I kind of hone my skills in certain areas and, and um, John and my uh, other supervisors, Jackie, are able to find out where it is they should, should put me and where I should be focused and where I should be helping lead the company as a full-time employee. So I, I still get to do things like organize reference content into libguides or into topic pages or um, help with our, our Facebook or our Twitter and I'm definitely still coordinating and organizing library serving, but I'm leading a lot of the instructional material um, design and development because of that interest I had in that school, the school focus that I had and everything like that. So I just wanted to kind of 
put um, do that tricky way of showing that from intern task to full-time employee task just to show that you really it, it's really what you're most passionate about and what you're best at. Um, Credo does not just want to employ interns for a semester and have them um, run around and make photocopies or uh, work on this project because they need, they need hands on this project. They really want you to be passionate and to be innovative and to, and they listen when you are passionate and innovative. And so um, that's just something really exciting that I've learned in my experience with Credo that I wanted to share with you all. And now I've got just two examples to show you about how my work with um, library, with Credo as an intern and my work with Credo as a full-time employee has kind of developed over the course of my internship and, and now um, as a full-time employee it continues to develop. But um, I wanted to start with library thriving and I shared that URL in the chat box. Um, but basically when I started I was supporting library thriving. So I was sending out those emails and, and um, creating newsletters and, and things like that, kind of doing the, the behind the scenes work and trying to figure out um, what, how to help this community and what, what the deal is with, with this community as I watched and learned from my supervisor. And then as I moved into a full-time position, I became the coordinator of library starving. So rather than just doing those behind the scenes things and um, learning and, and figuring out and, and sharing ideas and that sort of thing, I kind of have more control over library starving now. So it's, it's just interesting how it evolves and how you develop as an intern and then you become a full-time employee and um, really just get to use the skills that you've been, been working on as an intern. And then my second example is instructional development. And so as John mentioned, um, I work with a lot of our current interns to um, create instructional multimedia materials. And so whereas previously, I would hear from someone what the librarians wanted to, um, needed help with or wanted us to create and I'd sit in on some meetings but not necessarily speak to all of the librarians. Now I'm going to the meetings and I created a rubric and a um, instructional development worksheet that we're using to create all of our um, instructional development materials and so I'm really able to use my passion for this, use all the knowledge that I gained in my coursework and lead, lead the company in this area. So and I just am very impressed with Credo that they, they really just listen to you and that they, they let you, where you're strong, they let you kind of um, lead. So that's just two examples for you. And then um, as Sarah did, I just, <laughs> I wanted to share a few suggestions for, um, from a former intern. I don't know what they're worth, but um, you wanted me here to speak for, for a reason, and so I just thought I'd share kind of what, how I feel like I have been successful um, when it comes to going from intern to full-time employee, in case it can help any of you. And again, I'm, I'm always happy to answer any questions um, here, or if you want to email me or anything as well. But generally, this is just what I've found to be helpful for me, both with Credo and with um, my other remote internships um, and remote schooling and everything as well. So um, first of all, figure out your strengths and what you bring to the table. So as I said, uh, it's helpful to be able to do everything and to help with anything that, that your supervisor needs or anything that your employer is asking you to do, of course, and to be enthusiastic about learning from it. But it's also helpful to figure out what your strengths are and to figure out what your specialty is and, and what you're bringing to the table. And that's both good for the work that you do once you get the internship and for when you're interviewing for the internship and, and trying to get your foot in the door. So, so that's really helped me to be able to specialize and focus in on here's what I'm, I can contribute. 
And then second of all, um, figuring out what you want in the company and what you want from the internship. Because as I said, there's a lot of remote internships in the SGSU internship database. And they're, they just keep growing ever since um, spring 2011 when I first found the Credo one and the Dubai Women's College one. But I think it's really important to figure out, um, as Sarah went over, kind of the company culture and the company values and what's important to you and what kind of work environment you, you like to, to work in. Even if you are remote and you're not going into the office every day, it's still um, the, the, the type of people and the type of leadership that you get and um, it's, it's important to know what, what it is that you need. And then third, um, be genuine. And I think this kind of touches on what Sarah had. It's kind of funny that these are kind of mirroring what Sarah said. So um, that, that gives me some, some backup for these. But be genuine. So be enthusiastic, but not overbearing. And I, I, I definitely agree with her. Just you, you can't fake your enthusiasm. And uh, if you do, it won't come off very well. And so I just have found that. If I'm genuinely passionate and enthusiastic about something and really want to contribute, then that uh, works well for, for me. Now, um, next, ask questions. And so that is both with your internship interview or um, even just with your work. And uh, John can, can back me up or back up that I just ask questions <laughs> a lot. And I asked questions a bit when I was um, an intern, um, intern as well. Uh, you just have to be, be open to do that. And that's what they're there for. And that's what, as an intern um, and as an internship, that's what the company is, is kind of contributing. They, they want you to be able to come in and, and use your experience and also learn. So, so definitely ask questions. And then finally, um, be open-minded and enthusiastic about learning. And so before I said um, it's interesting to see from maybe a marketing perspective and like the business side of the library world, I, I never really thought about that when I was in library school. I was kind of focusing on instructional development. And um, I'm glad I did, because that's kind of a passion of mine. And I, it, I'm able to, to do it every day now. But it, it's, it's funny if you just go in and you want to learn and you are happy to contribute wherever they need, your, they need you to contribute and where, whatever they'd like you to do, you'll really learn a lot. And you'll maybe uncover something that you didn't think you were passionate about, but you actually are. So on that note, that is all I have. So I can pass it back to Jill for questions. Thank you, Laura. And thank you, John. And thank you, Sarah. That was a lot of information. I was taking a whole bunch of notes over here. So we have 15 minutes left. And so I'd like to open it up to questions and answers from the group. You're welcome to raise your hand. And I will let go of the microphone. And then you can pick it up. Or you can certainly type in a question in the chat box for either of the speakers. And then we will get to your question. Um, thanks, everyone, for coming out and talking about Credo. Um, I've been curious, and I was thinking of applying for a virtual internship for some time. And um, this, this particular meeting has been very informative, and I really appreciate it. I wanted to know from Laura what your a day in your life is like now that you're working full time from home. I know you're in Virginia, and the company's in Boston. I think that's such an interesting um, situation and wanted to know, you know, what a typical day is like now that you're working full time. That's a great question. Thank you, Jamie. Um, and actually, it's so ideal because um, I recall uh, being with uh, SlipConnect, the Alumni Student Association for um, SGSU, and then also with the Illuminate classes or the Blackboard Collaborate classes we would have um, 
with my classes that were based in California, so it's always three hours um, behind, uh, or I'm three hours ahead, and so I would have to kind of work with that time um, difference. And of course, it's, you can do it. You you definitely can do it. And I know you're in North Carolina, I believe, and so um, you you that resonates with you as well. But I actually am just so happy that I'm on in the same time zone as my <laughs> supervisors. Not that it's impossible. Uh, we have so many interns who actually we have four. All of our SDSU interns, or all of our most of our interns are based in California, so um, it's definitely doable. And as um, John and Sarah mentioned earlier, John is really great at working with your schedule so that you're both able to attend some meetings with your colleagues and with your, your coworkers, but you're able to work at random times, really. Actually, one of my, my coworkers right now, she is based in California, and she will get up at like 6 in the morning because her kids are going to school or something like that, and then she'll start working, or she'll sign off in the middle of the day and go to the playground with the kids and then sign back on in the, the evening and do a couple hours then. So really, my typical day is probably different than all of my coworkers' typical days, no matter if they're based on, in the East Coast, on the East Coast, on the West Coast, or even in the UK, because there are a couple of people who are in the, the um, Credo UK office as well. But I, I wake up, I um, start work around 7.30 to 8 o'clock, and that's just based on what works best for me, and I um, have meetings that are set up through GoToMeeting, which is similar to um, Blackboard Collaborate, um, and that way I can talk to all of my colleagues no matter what team they're on or no matter where they're based, and um, then otherwise I'm on Skype all day so that if John needs me to help with something, he can, can ping me whenever he needs so that we can have some um, unplanned conversation, and then as he mentioned, he could just call and we could talk as well. Um, and other than that, I just have tasks that I have on my calendar, and I have, uh, I wish you could see my um, desk here. I have so many post-it notes all over the place. Um, I probably shouldn't tell you that. I'm very organized. Um, so yeah, I, I just, you just have to make sure you get your work done and uh, that you're available um, on Skype and that you can attend your meetings and that you have your calendar. and. We actually use Google Docs, as Sarah mentioned, and we also use Google Calendar, so um, we're all able to see what we're doing during the day. We're able to know, okay, well, she's out for this time, or she's in a meeting this time, um, but she'll be back then. And um, yeah, so it's really it's pretty it's pretty flexible. Um, you just kind of it actually works really well for me because I'm I'm really great at um, kind of managing my time and, and figuring out my deadlines and figuring out my work so that I can get up and walk my dogs if I need to because they're crying in the background and being loud, or I can just sit at the computer and work for a couple straight hours and, and that sort of thing. So I hope that answers your question. That was kind of rambling, but um, good question. But I was curious to know, and, I, and perhaps John too, so either one of you can pick up, but I was curious to know how long you've had a virtual internship um, program um, set up because I think it's you know how did it even come about how did you that all determine that oh we could do virtual internships and we could handle this successfully and so how did that all come about for you so I think prior to having people virtually we, we you know we certainly still have people in the office and that's how it's been I mean it hasn't even been that many years since we've we've had interns we you know we've been pretty small and over the past few years have grown so much and we we realized that um, the few interns we had to start with really raised the bar uh, for what was really 
possible. I mean, I, I mean, I knew that it would be nice to have interns to help us with things, but I think we realized just the value that not only we get, but interns get about, you know, coming and partnering with us. I think the virtual piece came when um, one of our employees, Jackie, made a connection with someone at San Jose State University who had an interest in kind of partnering with us to offer um, to offer interns to their students. And, you know, it, it's funny, it didn't necessarily become a choice between, okay, now, right now, we're going to start doing virtual internships. I think working with virtual employees wasn't new to us, so we just decided to go ahead and post something. Um, you know, first just starting at SJSU, we got a great response. Every semester we seem to get a great response. So I think that's how the virtual piece of it started. Um, it was never a new idea for us in general in terms of how to work together. Um, and, and we've had a really positive experience with our interns there. So I hope that answers your question. If not, please feel free to, um, to ask more. Hi, Jamie. Um, Yes, it is possible for someone to work full-time while doing an internship with Credo. In fact, um, two of our four virtual interns this semester are working full-time, and uh, as Laura just said, she did for two semesters too. So um, it, yes, it's certainly possible. Um, for uh, our interns this semester, since they're in California, they actually wake up um, at very early, either 5 or 6 a.m., and get their time in in the morning before they, they do their 40-hour-a-week job, just to kind of give them some time to work with us, you know, during some of our office hours. But, you know, we're, we're very flexible and, and we'll work with your schedule. I think this one's more for John, but obviously the positions are highly technical based. So when you're looking at someone's resume, or, you're, or maybe this goes to Sarah also, but you're looking for somebody to um, hire in for a position, how technical do you want that person to be, or if they can actually sort of exude or demonstrate that they have the desire to learn and they can pick up new technology, does that work as well? So how do you go about identifying who's kind of technical enough for a virtual That's a great question. Um, it's not an exact science, for sure. Um, we, we don't demand that our interns have a great knowledge of uh, particular software before, before the intern, internship starts. We do ask about, you know, what kinds of computer experience the interns do have, and that, that certainly plays a part. But, you know, the, the most important thing is that, you know, you're not frustrated by technology and that you're very open-minded to learning new things and you're, you're open to, um, to really developing uh, new skills in software. Um, we take a lot of time to train people on how to use Captivate. Um, and, and the same thing goes with, with all of the materials that we use. Uh, so, you know, we're not looking for somebody that's, a, that's an expert in any particular program, but we're just looking for someone that's comfortable with technology, that likes working with technology, and has a desire to, to learn even more. There's another question that somebody, let me see, is this Kristen? Let me check. Yes, Kristen. So um, she wrote in, what skills are you looking for in interns or what classes do you want them to have taken? Kind of what foundational knowledge would you like them to take? So I will let go of the mic. Um, you know, we're looking for, for students, or obviously we're looking for um, 
library library MLIS students or SLIS students um, that have are really passionate about information literacy and education through information literacy. Um, you know, there are all different types of, of uh, kind of proficiencies that you can study as part of an SLIS degree. And, and you know, we're really interested in, in um, making, you know, making sure that our interns have a real passion for, um, you know, both e-learning and promoting information literacy and the library, both the physical and the virtual library space for our customers. Um, as far as, you know, particular classes, um, you know, Laura talked about instructional design classes. Those are helpful to have. Um, any kind of, you know, computer technology classes that you can take that just kind of make you more familiar with um, the ins and outs of, you know, the software that's currently being used on the market is, is wonderful. But, um, you know, there's, there's not really we don't have a list of classes that we're, we're, we're comparing, you know, with our, with, our, with our interns when we get a stack of resumes. It's not like that. This is Sarah, and I just wanted to make sure people realize, so you should, if you're interested in an internship, uh, please pay attention to where they're listed in your, um, in the college's uh, job posting site, because as semesters come to a close, that's when we'll start posting things. But in addition to that, don't be afraid to send me your resume. Um, you can send it to, I'll type it in here, just an easy way to remember, careers at credoreference.com. That will come straight to me. and. Um, you know, as we get, it's, it's generally as we get close to the end of a semester when I pay much closer attention to looking at resumes we have for people in the fall, or for people um, to join us for the, the subsequent semester. So please uh, don't be afraid to send it out to me and just pay attention to your postings. Thanks, Sarah. And Laura put some information up there about her suggestions for classes to take. So do check that one out. That looks really helpful. My question is just basically, you had touched on, Sarah, you had touched on when you were talking about the service value, service to coworkers and service, you know, the, the pieces of the puzzle between the faculty and the libraries. Um, I was wondering if you could just um, maybe go a little further about that. I do appreciate that kind of culture in a company. That's why I was curious. say, I guess, a little bit more about that. Um, some of that comes down from really uh, our founders, people who, um, you know, sort of were here when Credo started, um, people who have a huge interest in staking Credo, and I think, you know, it's something that's come kind of top down, which I think is, is a positive thing because I think what it does is it attracts people to Credo who, who really believe the same thing, which is that, um, you know, we all are, um, better as a whole instead of our individual parts and, um, you know, it takes all of us to, to, to have the growth that we're currently experiencing and I think the reason for that is because um, we, we value everyone who has a stake in the game. We have uh, our, our employees, our publishers, our customers, we, we try to make sure that the decisions we make on a daily basis, on, um, you know, a quarterly basis keeps that in mind. Um, and I think it's just, I think it resonates with a lot of people. Um, like I was saying, in addition to that, our company has usually three or so community service projects throughout the year. 
and um, if you're based in Boston, that means that we take kind of half an afternoon off. Um, we've done things like help go through books at Boston Public Library. We've actually gone into an elementary school who was getting a Target makeover, and we had to go through lots of books and recatalog books and reshelve books in order to get them ready for the Target makeover. So we've kind of sought out um, uh, organizations and places that, that kind of are near and dear to our hearts, or libraries and learners. And because now we have such a big remote staff, we encourage people to pick an afternoon and, and do something in their local community because we realize that, um, you know, it doesn't work if you're not in Boston. But these things are just important to us. Our CEO is, you know, always asking when our next community service project is. It's not just one person who's driving it. Um, I hope that that helps. All right, so our time is up. I have one last quick question for our speakers. Are you all, and you can give me a smiley face if you want to, are you all on LinkedIn? Would you recommend that people connect with you that way? Or are you comfortable posting an email address if people would like to follow up with you or do an informational interview? So I don't want to put you on the spot, but if you're comfortable um, posting email address, go for it in the chat box. Um, looks like Sarah was up the smiley face for being on LinkedIn. So um, participants, that would probably be a good way to connect with Sarah, um, perhaps with John and Laura. And there's Sarah's address as well up there. So if you have questions about doing, if you want to do an informational interview and find out a little bit more um, or send a resume to Sarah, she's uh, opened up her um, email address there and there's Laura and there's John. Fabulous. So thank you everyone. Really appreciate the time. Um, are you guys on the East Coast? I know it's late for you. So again, thank you so much. This has been recorded. We're going to have post-production take care of it and it will be posted on our website and I will send you all speakers um, the nice clean link so that you have that as well for yourselves. So good night everybody and thank you. We're signing off.